Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Transform Sales Podcast. Today, I am bringing you a solo episode. The last few solos that I've done have gotten rave reviews, so I've decided that I'm gonna do more solo episodes so I can share more insights about sales, sales leadership, developing the right behavior, sales process, accountability, all things Wesley. Today, what I wanna talk to you about is a topic that is so near and dear to my heart. I'm not sure when you're gonna listen to this episode. You may listen to it in March of 2026, but right now it is October of 2022. And the significance of October, there are so many things that we celebrate this month. We celebrate Women in Sales Month. The past few guests I've had have all been amazing women doing amazing things in sales. It is also Mental Health Awareness Month. Mental health is not something that we typically talk about in the workplace, especially not in sales or in leaderships, but mental health is health, period. So before I go in and I start describing behaviors that encourage a negative space, negative mental health, and really cause issues within your organization or your team, I want to tell you first and foremost, and I'll probably repeat this many, many times, do not be afraid to ask for help. If you are struggling with anything, whether it is anxiety, it is depression, it is thoughts of suicide or thoughts of not being enough, if you have an eating disorder, whatever that thing is, ask for help. Find a trusted person, go to your company's employee assistance program, say, I need support, talk to your manager, talk to a spouse, talk to someone, do not suffer in silence. Suffering in silence is only making you internalize the pain. You're not allowing third parties, you're not allowing yourself to heal and go through the process. So that is where I wanna start. However, when we talk about mental health as a salesperson, as a sales leader, as a CEO, what does that actually even mean? So our mental health as a sales professional gets hit daily. How does that happen? We face rejection each and every day. You will never have a day in the life of a salesperson where everyone's gonna say yes, you're gonna close every single deal, your boss is gonna tell you go spend as much money as you want to do whatever you need. That is not a reality. So we face all of this rejection, whether it is internal within the organization or it is external for those people who our customers or vendors or referral partners. So how do we deal with this intense rejection? How do we deal with this feeling of, oh my goodness, I just spent five hours preparing for that proposal meeting and they said no immediately after 20 minutes. How do you deal with that? So the first thing that you have to do when you're dealing with this intense amount of rejection is you have to recognize it. You have to recognize that rejection is a typical part of sales. And the person, whether internal or external, is not rejecting you. You as a human are not being rejected. What is being rejected may be your sales style, may be your sales delivery, may be your product, may be your company, but you, the human, are not being rejected. So the first thing we have to do is separate the rejection that we get in sales from the rejection of us as a human. So now you realize it's not me right? I am not the person that they are rejecting. People so often say people buy from people. If they don't like you, then they're not going to buy from you. Yes, that is true to an extent. However, what is more important is having knowledge. 
It is having what I call the problem knowledge from the prospect, the problem knowledge from your boss, the problem knowledge from your vendor to help them achieve their goals. And so if you stop focusing so much on likability and being the person that everybody wants to turn to and, you know, the best friend and, you know, the person that they call and really focus on becoming a subject matter expert, that fear of rejection, that overarching rejection that continues to bring you down will be alleviated. Something else that we deal with as a salesperson after so rejection. That is a really, really big one, but not being good enough, right? Like, so you're like, yeah, I'm a salesperson. I've done this for so many years, or maybe I'm brand new, but you never feel like you're good enough. The customer gets you in a call and they start asking all these questions and you're like, I don't know the answer to those questions. I don't know what's going on. So you do one of two things. You act like you know everything or you become mousy and say that I don't know anything. As a leader, the same thing happens and it happens two or three times, two or three fold, I should say, because as a leader, nobody really gives you the training wheels. Nobody teaches you what to do. They don't give you the script. They don't tell you how to do this. They don't tell you how to have difficult conversations. None of that stuff. They just say, go lead. Go teach them to be as amazing as you are. Just go do it. Do whatever you did and that's it. Now companies are starting to put in place a little bit of management training, but holistically, it's not available. So you have this feeling of, I'm not good enough, whether it's for a customer, for my sales team. And so what happens is you go down this path. You have a person tell you, yeah, mm, you don't know this or you don't know that, or they become argumentative or they try to challenge you on a thought, on an opinion, on a something, and you internalize it. So again, we're going back to that internalization. What happens when you internalize the negativity that you're receiving is you take ownership of it and it brings you down so much. And what happens is you internalize the negativity, you internalize that rejection, you internalize that I'm not good enough, you internalize whatever negativity you are getting from your sphere of influence. And what do we do? We try to make it go away. We try to make it go away by drinking, by smoking, by doing all of these things to make the pain go away. And I mentioned drinking and smoking. You can also be trying to make the pain go away by overworking. That is something that we use as a coping mechanism or underworking. Anything that is off balance that you're doing to overcome that pain, overcome the rejection, overcome that I'm not good enough is affecting you holistically as a human. It affects your mental health because you are not releasing these things. You don't have an outlet to tell people, this is how I'm feeling, this is what happened. You internalize the pain and then you try to make it go away. So how do you overcome that? How do you not have a bad meeting with an employee, a bad customer meeting, a bad meeting with your boss, and just go home at the end of the day and retreat and say, I don't wanna talk to anybody. I don't feel like being around anybody. I just wanna be by myself. It all goes back to what I mentioned before. It's finding an outlet. Having a trusted advisor, not advisors, that's not plural, advisor, a person that will not just say, oh yeah, Wesley, that's awesome. Oh no, I can't believe that person did that. Oh, that's terrible. You need the person who is going to listen to you with empathy and then take that empathy and say, okay, 
Now we have ruminated on it. Now we have dealt with it. We've gone through all of the different scenarios. We've done all of these things. So what are we going to do next? How are we going to get out of this hole? How are we going to get out of this rut? That can be a friend, a pastor, but I would really, really encourage you to seek out a professional counselor. They have the tools, they have the training, they understand the things that you're going through. And many times what we fail to realize is the things that we're dealing with today as adults, it stems from our childhood, it stems from a previous employment relationship that we've had. It's not coming from the right now. So it's deep. It's not this surface level thing that, oh, I just had a bad day, a bad week, a bad month, a bad quarter. It's I've had a bad decade. Or when I was in the third grade, Sally told me that I wasn't good enough. Sally laughed at me when I answered a question wrong in class. And I've held on to that for the past 10, 15, 20, 30 years. And so now when my boss looks at me quizzically, as I ask a question, I remember what Sally did to me. So by not dealing with the trauma, the challenges, the issues that we've had in the past, we continue to push down all of this negativity. And so we've talked about a few topics of, you know, internalizing. How do you know if you're in a toxic work environment that although you are taking the steps to help your mental health, to do what you need to do when you have a bad day, when things aren't going well personally and professionally, but you keep getting negativity. So a few things that you can look out for are if you're in an environment and I firmly believe people leave managers, they don't leave companies. So a lot of what I'm gonna say is surrounding your manager. However, it could be colleagues, it could be the CEO, it could be your manager's manager, but I really want you to stop and take a moment and think about your manager. If your manager doesn't value your opinions, and how do you know if they don't value your opinions when you share something, they just stomp on and they're like, yeah, we don't have time for that. No, maybe next time. Oh, send me an email and I'll think about it. That is a sign that you, again, as a human, are not valued within the organization. If your manager tends to talk over you, if you're in a one-on-one and your manager just talks over you, and every time you start to say something, they don't listen to you. They're not actively listening. Think about a good sales call versus a bad sales call. If you're in a good sales call, you are actively listening to the prospect. In a bad sales call, you are just talking over the prospect. You have your next answer when, even before they finish their sentence. If that's what's happening when you're having interactions with your manager, that is not a workplace. That is not an environment that you can thrive in. And also when you feel like you can't grow, you're doing everything that you need to do. You are hitting your quotas. You are making your phone calls. You are growing year over year over year. But every time you ask for a promotion or every time you ask for a bigger position, you're given the two or three things that you haven't done wrong, haven't done right, and they minimize the things that you've done right. So your contribution to the organization is being minimized. How do you deal with a boss that is not supporting you? How do you deal with showing up each and every day and knowing that if I speak up in a meeting, I'm gonna be talked over. If I go to a one-on-one with my boss, they're not going to listen to me. It is about getting their agenda forward. 
and I'm not growing here. I am just stuck in this place and I've been in this place for two years, three years, five years, 10 years, and I'm not growing. The onus is on you to recognize that I am in a place where I am not happy. And the first thing that you do is you always tackle the issue head on. You schedule a meeting with your boss and you say, hey, so these are some things that I've noticed and this is the impact it is having on me. Don't stick to your emotions, stick to facts. When we're on a customer call and you take over the call, the customer no longer sees me as the authority. They only come to you and ask you questions. They never respond to my emails. They no longer think that I am the person that they go to. Give them solid facts. Give them solid things that have happened and how it has impacted you within your organization, within your career. And say, I don't want to continue down this path. So can we come up with a plan together? And it's important to not just have a, a brain dump and load everything at one time. Tackle one issue at a time. Address the first issue. If you see growth, then that means your manager heard you and is receiving you and is ready to work alongside you. If you don't see growth, if you see no change, or if the behavior gets worse, that is not an organization, that is not a leader that you should continue working with or working for. So you have the power to change your career. You have the power to change your mental health and mental stability if you are in a toxic workplace. You speak up. You go to your manager, there's nothing happening there, reach out to HR, talk to your manager's manager. Use whatever tools that you can within your organization because many times what happens is we say, I just don't wanna deal with this, so I'm gonna go find another company. And that may be the solution at the end. You may need to find another organization to work for. However, you must realize that once you leave a position, you're most likely gonna be taking a lateral position and you're gonna be starting with zero, you have zero credo, investment, anything in that company. So if you're a mid-level manager, so a sales manager manages salespeople, and you've been within your last position for two or three or four years, you go to another company, it's gonna take you two or three or four years to build up your credo within that organization before you can get a promotion. So try before giving up. And that trying and that tenacity, you will be recognized for that. And at the end of the day, it is so important for you to be able to show up to work each and every day and feel that you are in a mentally, emotionally, and physically stable environment. So as I wrap up this episode, again, I want to tell you that whether your challenges with mental health are internal, things that you have stacked up inside you, or it's external, it's coming from your leader, it's coming from a company culture, the toxicity that you're working with, you have the power to change. You have the power to say, this is not okay, I am not okay, and I need help. So reach out, find resources. There are many, many resources out there. If you work within a large organization, there's the employee assistance program. They will help you find trained counselors. They will offer you free counseling sessions. If you work within a small business or you're an entrepreneur, seek out resources. There are resources, there are people, there's so much out there at your disposal to help you not be under the veil of having a tough mental illness break that will eventually manifest and cause you to get to a point where you can no longer grow and 
strive and survive within an organization. You don't want to just survive. You want to thrive. So in everything that you do, as I always say, take this episode. It was a really heavy one talking about a topic that is kind of taboo that most people don't like to talk about. And take this, everything that I said, thrive and focus on transforming your sales. Until next time.